Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Lock up that block from El Chiringuito. This is Ramble React. It's Thursday, the 18th of May. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm the Dishon Hunter Raja. And I'm Jim Campbell. Oh, my God, gentlemen. That was not your daddy's Champions League semi-final second leg. Where was the fight back? I was expecting more of a contest, but Manchester City, absolutely Manchester Cityed Real Madrid. It was incredible. You know, when people have a go at, like... Newcastle fans were being owned by a murderous regime, and they say that you know the Newcastle United story in 2023 is like it's it's one of the most unromantic success stories that could possibly happen. There is a part of your brain that goes, "Hey, we're out those fucking football robots <laughs> smashing Real Madrid, <laughs> just like Real Madrid used to smash everybody." When you talk about statement wins, Jim Campbell, that has to be up there with the Aguero QPR match. Uh, back in the day, like I mean, it's just incredible, Jim, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think so. Like from certainly from within inside the club, everyone mm. will, will think of it like that, and with, from outside the club, everyone else will go like, yeah, sure, cool. <laughs> uh, which is kind of just kind of how it works now, isn't it? When when kind of uh, analysing City, but it, the performance was so so dominant, so much more than I think any of us expected it to be. Yeah. Even if Man City went into this as favourites, we've said been saying for a while now this really really looks like their year to just clean up and win everything mm. and it's, it's interesting thinking about the individual duels before the game because you know Kyle Walker and Vinicius Jr was a really fascinating one in the first leg yeah um 
and it it just wasn't really a jewel at all, was it? Yeah, they got you, it right. You, you just didn't really notice that there were that there were, that were jewels happening on the pitch. Really, it was such a complete display from City, and I think part of that is is the mentality that's been built up over seven seasons under Pep Guardiola. Mm. You know, they, they've 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 had a lot of attempts at this now. They've had a lot of experience of of kind of trying to do this and falling short, and 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 essentially. Being in semi after semi after semi, getting comfortable there to the point where the pressure, I guess, isn't there because it's so familiar. And, mm. and we really, really saw, I think, what is probably the, the kind of pinnacle of, of the Pep era. Um, and, and I say that with essentially with the assumption that they'll probably go on and beat Inter and this will be their made in Champions League. And I think possibly of, of you know, the, their owner's time at, at the club and that's as tediously depressing for for us as as people who don't support Man City as I'm sure it is exciting for fans of City. <laughs> well, well, when you've got Vish, even uh, Wayne Rooney saying that Manchester City are not going to just defeat Real Madrid, they are going to crush them. Um, when when a, when a man like Wayne Rooney says that, Vish, you've got to sort of stand stand up and take notice. I think it's fair to say. What well, what was different between the first leg and the second leg? Um. I think the frustration was done in the first leg. I think this second leg was pretty much right. Pull the cord. Like this is this is where we right. we actually play them off the park. Um, bear in mind that Pep Guardiola, in his coaching methods, his ethos, and everything he's done at City so far has been geared towards striving for perfection. Essentially, this unreachable perfection in a game with so many variables, and mm. he got it. Generally, that's the most complete 45 minutes I've ever seen from a football team. Almost, but not quite to the point of totally unemotional. Because actually, you know, watching that, watching the crowd and watching just the fever and atmosphere at the Etihad, which isn't known for such an atmosphere, it was remarkable, mm. really. And, you know, people were tweeting about it when, when City were 2-0 down. Um, sorry, when, City were two, when Real Madrid were 2-0 down. It was almost like, right, okay, mm. do Real Madrid have Man City exactly where they want them? Is that how this works usually? <laughs> Don't they always like go up against it and then turn it on? And actually, <laughs> they they got swallowed whole by by the occasion, by the occasion of Man City's making. And that is absurd to say mm. of a Real Madrid team that we've seen do pretty spectacular things over the last couple of years. Especially with the manager they've got in the dugout. I mean, Real Madrid, I don't think I've ever seen a team managed by that man <laughs> fall so short when it comes to playing a side in, in at this point in this competition throughout the first half i was just just screaming at my tv use an eyebrow carlo <laughs> yes. use an eyebrow he you've kept got them on two. the bench yeah you've got two that you can deploy at any time bring one out now but apart from maybe vinicius like busting a gut to nearly think about maybe getting a half chance in the first half i, mm. I don't really remember a chance chance they had apart from Tony Cruz hitting the bar actually thinking about it but um yeah I think you know Guardiola is is a is a footballing genius isn't he and if you give him essentially um whatever he wants um and <laughs> a, a within you know reason unlimited kitty to just you know tailor his perfect footballing machine this is what you end up with and it is it is a spe- spectacular thing to watch on the surface of it but I, I don't know I just can't enjoy it in the way that I have of, of really sort of dominant teams in the past. It's because, mm. as we, you know, I alluded to earlier, the, the season after season after season of trying to get this right. And it's, 
there's no romance to it. Incremental improvements every single time, I suppose. Yeah. But it's, it's just no jeopardy there. But Man City fans will be listening to this show and they'll be very frustrated that 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 you know we're we're, we're kind of piling in and, and sort of say this is a wholly unromantic. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm piling in, uh, hmm. saying that it's an unromantic story and this is just a a story of incremental games. They've been here so many times before. But Vish. Even as a Manchester United fan, you must be sort of looking at that and sort of going, well, this is football at its very apex. This is football at its very best. And we should appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, I mean, this is the quandary of it, really. And it, and it probably is a reflection mm. of broader society in terms of, you know, some of the best mm. art collectors are some of the great wealth hoarders. And, you know, you, you're caught in this modern bind where to see these great works of art, you know, they almost, they have to be lent to galleries and, and whatever and exhibitions need to be put on where they go cap in hand to these people to see these works of art. And some of those, mm. you know, some of those collectors, some of those hoarders, you know, there's an, there's a, an ele- element of benevolence to them because they do, you know, put their works on show. They are forthcoming. And I suppose that's where we are with football now. And so it's almost, you know, there's almost an argument to say, maybe not an argument, but there's a point to be made about, you know, as Jim said, what you're watching there is close to footballing perfection and it's taken this level of wealth and this level of aptitude of not just the players, but, you know, one of the best system managers of all time, if not one of the best managers of all time, full stop to bring mm. it to the fore, really. And it's that weird kind of circumstance of, like, all these things have come together for it to happen. So, like, just to go back to your original question, of course I don't fucking like it as a United fan. Are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you're watching a game like that and after 15 minutes, Manchester City have completed um, 124 passes and Real Madrid have completed at 13. I mean, that's funny. You that's fundamentally of, funny. That, that, I, mean, I mean, that is funny because obviously Real Madrid were the old enemy back in the day. <laughs> it's just absolutely incredible, and you're kind of a, kind of a, a lost lost words to to describe how that first 45 minutes went for Manchester City and how it didn't go for Real Madrid. Um, <laughs> Kyle Walker tackled Vinicius in the first half, and you were talking about personal battles and stuff. He he uh, he said before the game that he'd been hurt by Pep's criticism of him uh, previously. Um, it, it's it is that kind of kind of interpersonal kind of man management that Pep Guardiola we can't understand because we've never experienced it we don't know how he gets players to motivate themselves in a big match like this but they've got there he's managed it I would like to know how he does it though Vish because goodness knows the football ramble could do with a dose of it (laughs) well I mean it's that thing isn't it like um Carl Walker came out and said that pre-match if you look at the people on the pitch today Mm. there was him Kevin De Bruyne, John Stones, Bernardo Silva and Jack Grealish. All of those players in the Mm. last two years, maybe a bit further back, have been iced by Guardiola in some way. And it was all building to to this moment, really. You know, like all this... It it was funny that there was all this talk about, um, and, you know, talk that I pervade as well, that, like, you sign Erling Haaland for these these moments. And actually, you know, he missed a couple of sitters. But the, the fact that you have him on the pitch creates this other distraction out there. Like, if you're not going to hit him, you may as well just get the yeah. Statue of Liberty and chuck him on there, or her on there, and be like, <laughs> fucking hell, it's the Statue of Liberty. What, what's she going to do with that torch? And then all the little ones come and do their little tricksy things. But, 
you know all the all the all the management all the interper all the all the personal skills all the personal you know the, the kind of private vendettas he ends up concocting with these players <laughs> that sometimes you know come to come to the fore publicly um that's all for this and and you're right it's kind of it is remarkable how how Guardiola is able to do that while also doing the tactical side of it i also think it must be so mm. exhausting like what does yeah. he think about when he goes to sleep? I think rounding rounding up um, footballers' families and you know sending them video clips and if you don't win tonight, you know they're going to be in big trouble. <laughs> it must be exhausting. He must have a fleet of vans because <laughs> that's the only explanation I can uh, imagine, Jim. Yeah, mm. I think actually one of the things that is really interesting about this um, iteration of Pep Guardiola's City is we've spoken about them being very robotic in the past. Mm. I mean, about ten minutes ago, we, those those exact words we used. But I think. There were questions raised about where Jack Grealish would fit into his system. And then mm. there were similar questions raised about where Erling Haaland would fit into his system. Mm. And actually, they both play the, the games that they're really known for playing and the games that you expect expect them to play. I mean, that, that marauding run in the first half that Jack Grealish made where he couldn't quite thread it into to Erling Haaland, that was the Villa Grealish there, you know, just yeah. playing with absolute freedom. And clearly he's playing within a system where we possibly don't see the joins, so it looks like he's just running around having the time of his life. Mm. Haaland's the same. So I think, you know, he, Pep is very, very good at adapting the system to, to, to the players he wants, I suppose. And... Mm. and yeah, it's it's just it's hard not to be happy for Jack Grealish when he's getting to run around. Oh, definitely, <laughs> just just having a lovely run just around. Just having a lovely well, run around. Well, he was he was having a good time uh, on CBS Sports uh, Paramount or whatever you call it because um, uh, I'm in America and uh, I was watching <laughs> it on that and uh, I had a big telescope and I was watching it on someone's telly in America and um, <laughs> Grealish immediately got on the mic at the end. Uh, is it Kate Abdor who does the does the the, the stuff over there? Yeah. Um, uh, he immediately dropped an F-bomb uh, and then uh, Carragher tried to whisper something in Grealish's ear, which might have worked, except Grealish hugged him at the same time and inadvertently put the hot mic into Carragher's face. <laughs> so Carragher was trying to say something quietly into Grealish's ear, but Grealish had a microphone jammed into his own face. So if I couldn't hear anything, but I'm sure somebody at the back end certainly did. So look, just be careful with hot mics. I, I uh, spent a little bit of time actually uh, speaking of uh, Jack Grealish um, in the in the DJ Grealish metaverse. Uh, you familiar, I mean, we spoke about this a little earlier on. I managed to find where this absolute internet monstrosity uh, is, and I downloaded a copy. And I went on one of the servers. There's only two servers open. They're both in London, and I was the only person who was visiting DJ Grelaw <laughs> in his uh, in his metaverse. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, Jack yeah. Grealish had a essentially had a party, and only you came. It was like Lee Sharp's barbecue. Like no adults. <laughs> No one's else invited. Uh, yeah, so I turned up and, and no one was in his metaverse. It was all very sad. You can check it out on uh, a video that's linked to uh, via our uh, Twitter page. But uh, this is the sort of thing I got up to. Fuck, like a slide, big shiny slide. <laughs> Ugh, why is it so shiny? It's like I'm going through a catalytic fucking converter. Ugh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck is this bollocks? There he is! He's massive! Massive he is! Even for football. Even for the grift. This is a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm not casting aspersions, but we are in a nightclub and he does look focused. Anyone here? 
I mean, this is the metaverse. People are supposed to be here. Anybody join the server? Anybody, uh, any fancy a dance? Yeah? With the big Jackie G? No? The smoking area? Hello? Is anyone here? I don't know what time this is. Have I been here forever? Or have I been here for five seconds? Currently playing track five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what wow. a shame. What a, sh- what a shame you had to hear that. How long have you been spending in there, Pete? Be honest with us here. I think I, th- I, I was staring at some lasers for a bit. <laughs> I think it might have cooked my brain. I mean, even for like the internet, even for like those kind of grifty NFTers, even for that kind of, you know, uh, raft mm. of humanity that you sometimes run into online, um, it is a soulless graphics card demo of a place. It really is absolutely atrocious. It's a bit of it's a bit of software that tests out your graphics card in the nineteen nineties. Awful, awful yeah. piece of crap. There is a video of you you kind of wandering around in there, isn't there? And and Jack Grealish is sort of giant in it. Yeah, he's absolutely and it's, it's massive really and he's, quite unpleasant. he's dancing around and he's 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 just kind of pointing. He doesn't look like he's doing any DJing himself. He's just sort of pointing hither and thither. Which is uh, which is quite fun, and then and then you sort of leave the virtual nightclub, and there's like little kind of um, there's two rooms. Um, I think one's a uh, um, uh, who is the football? I can't remember who football. Which man? Gundogan was one, wasn't it? Was it? Gundogan right? And he said Erdogan. Completely different. <laughs> <laughs> Very different. <laughs> Similar name, different. Oh, I've got in the um, wrong room. But, uh, oh no! I've got in the wrong. <laughs> this is awful. Why are these the only two rooms? <laughs> <laughs> you got a Gundogan and an Erdogan. Um, Pete, uh, but uh, Gundogan's. Um, <laughs> did can Jack really see you? Could he see you? No, he doesn't react. It's just a it's just a, an animation of Jack Grealish DJing with his DJ friend, having a, just looping over and over again with a um with a with a with a with a DJ kind of set of decks that is three do three do three. Do. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> sorry, Matt. It was Ruben Dias. Yeah, okay. It's just a three D model of Jack Grealish looping over and over again, pointing. Occasionally, sort of wafting his hand near some kind of futuristic three D um, mixing desks. It's it's really bottom of the barrel stuff. Fish. It's atrocious. You should visit. We should hang out together there. We should just pop in for a bit. <laughs> yeah. We'd be the only you, people in there. Gundogan, Erdogan, Hogan, <laughs> Ruben Diaz as well. It's there's basically like little training um, montages of how like to become a better footballer. That again, are like thirty seconds, two minutes long, and they just loop over and over again. And it's ju- not what you want from VR, is it? It's you not, want to shoot stuff. It's not. It's not like. I just feel like Jack Reeves has been taken advantage of. He said, "Yeah, I want to do some DJing in, on in the metaverse," and and this is what they've created. I just feel really sorry for him. Pete. Um... <laughs> I have one last question, and please be honest. Mm. Did you have to go back? Right. Did you have to go back the next day to pick up your coat? <laughs> <laughs> Don't go through the pockets. Don't go through I lost the my pockets. Skin. Where's my skin? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was a proper like nineteen nineties lose your coat in the nightclub kind of guy. I okay, mean, ev- like it was every single just kind of like su- sun like knowing it wouldn't be up on a Sunday, but going on a Monday at about one o'clock and sticking my head through the door where the cleaners have let let us in, and it's stinking of bleach and Red Bull and sick, and you mm. just going, "I think up my coat, please." That was just that was my life for the longest time in Leicester. 
<laughs> I uh, I went on a night out in Bath once where there were three of us, and between us we lost three wallets and two phones and three coats, and so <laughs> we we just rely on one of our mates who had a phone, and somehow by eight pm we had everything back. Remarkable. Oh, that's amazing! How oh, did wow. you do that? Yeah. Hang on. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, is your is your f- friend, you know, tasty? Is that what you're <laughs> saying? Give us it back. Well, no. Do so you like we the went... one of the blocks out of Gears of War? Give us <laughs> it back. <laughs> it, it was, uh, it was, um, it was awful. Well, I mean, it was great, but it was awful in one way because we walked into the club we were in as it opened that night, basically, basically about eight o'clock, and we walked in, mm. and the main security guard was there, and we walked in thinking, right, um, we just got to ask it. It's a hail mary. He looked at mm. us and went, boys, you're back. And it turns out we were buying um, <laughs> we we're buying everyone who came up to the bar drinks and we all set our wallets down while we were chatting to people and we just left them there. Oh, nice. Well, look, oh. at least at least nobody yeah. nicked them. That's wonderful. I and, know, you amazing. know, a great a great thing for the for the, uh, the, the town of Bath has to be said. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. He's never complained about the referees and the action, but this action is really incredible. Incredible. Uh, well, let's move back to the football that has happened tonight. One <laughs> yeah. of like an, an epoch-defining <laughs> oh, yeah, performance from Man yeah. City. Um, Real Madrid's player, players were actually stranded outside Manchester Airport for half an hour after their coach didn't arrive. Surely, Jim, we've all been to Manchester. That's just travel in the north, isn't it? Thanks, yeah, Andy Burnham. That's um, <laughs> that's got to be why this has happened, though, isn't it? Mm. Thinking about it, this is the one variable that's different. <laughs> yes, um, had it not is. been for that, Madrid would probably be going through right now. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's not much of an excuse, is it? Just I, I can't remember exactly what we did, but when, when Liverpool overturned that that three nil um, deficit against Barcelona at Anfield by smashing them four three, and mm. it was one of the most amazing games we've ever seen in Europe. Did we did we talk about losing coats in nightclubs and stuff? Did we <laughs> did we that quickly get off the football that we just we just sort we of didn't start this, Jim? It? Jim, we didn't start this. Jack Grealish started this. The mm. club started this <laughs> with their muggy little graphics card demonstration metaverse. I didn't make. I didn't make. I love it. that. That's your issue with them. That's my that's issue. With issue it. With that's where I've spent. That's where I've spent my time. To be quite frank. Well, all right. Well, Erling Haaland. He was uh, th- this week thanking Everton fans on social media for sending uh, him a gold boot to commemorate him breaking the Premier League goal scoring record against them. That is the big club mentality that we'll see Everton <laughs> in the Championship next season but isn't it incredible Jim like that he didn't score tonight in the yeah. aforementioned epoch defining football match no he um, he um, couldn't he, believe it no, I mean Thibaut Courtois made some phenomenal saves yeah. two in particular Late on as well half, and obviously there was uh, David Alaba with a, with a clearance for, for one of those and that, and that the one in the second half you were thinking he was going to absolutely bury yeah. I wonder if it was you know one of the very rare occasions we saw him getting in his own head because mm. um, you can tell with Haaland he 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 wants records, you know. He likes he likes the numbers. He likes the stats, um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing about a player because he's clearly a, a, a team player as well. Does he? Because um, he gave that penalty away. That's true. That's I very just true. think he likes the the noise the ball uh, makes when it hits the back of the net. Um, June tenth, Istanbul, Vish. They could bag it against Inter. Vish, is that going to happen? Are Inter going to let muggy Man City make you miserable? taking your little record away because they've already nailed the Premier League and everything else is going, so. Uh, I'm going to read you uh, a tweet that um, mm. I retweeted earlier this evening from a very funny poster by the handle of Brent Maxim at Log Off Brent. Uh, it's a screenshot of a mm-hmm. DM he sent to Romelu Lukaku. Salam, brother. May I ask that same favour from before? <laughs> And that's that, that's what I'm hoping <laughs> that Romelu comes yeah. good at Manchester United's time of need. Um, it is all there for them. <laughs> like it's, you know, it is a, an incredibly unlikely feat at the start of the season, and they are, you know, as well, they are odds-on favourites for it now. There is, I, I don't see mm. any way where. You know, they're not going to lose the league. Sorry, Jim. Uh, they're not going to lose the FA Cup final. Sorry. <laughs> I'm still fighting for this title. <laughs> yes, I hear, yeah. They're not going to lose to Manchester United in the FA Cup final. Sorry, me. And I just, 
it feels like the unless Pep has the the treble of all mind meltdowns, I I just don't mm. see how how Inter trump them. Yeah, I mean it would be bloody funny though, wouldn't it, Jim? I mean it would it would make it would, it, it would make this really funny amazing. Like it's 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 yeah uh, it's it's quite mechanical uh, and it's very impressive, like a nice car. But uh, it would be funny if that car just sort of veered off the road and did a roll. <laughs> yeah, it's the um, it's the most obvious outcome for the story, isn't it? And therefore yeah. the least interesting. But if 35-year-old Francesco Acerbi <laughs> can um, blunt Erling Haaland, I mean, he was brilliant against Olivier Giroud. Which they're slightly different tasks at, uh, <laughs> right now, but, you know, who knows? If Edin Dzeko mm. gets a winner, Edin Dzeko, they, they, like, they just catanaccio the <laughs> shit out of them. Edin Dzeko, the lovely big mouse gets a big winner maybe mm. they don't win the treble and then maybe Vish if they do beat you in the FA Cup then you'll get bought by Qatar the same day and it'll be, be like a romantic like heartwarming yeah, 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 yeah. in it's slopping about you'll have your own state you'll have Alien versus Predator <laughs> yay <laughs> except there's five Predators in the league now <laughs> yeah and you can't see any of them being slightly more serious um, about the prospects of, of Inter v City in the final I think Inter, particularly over the two legs against Milan, which is obviously, you know, has heavy, heavy caveats because of the relationship between those two clubs. They've been defensively mm. very, very solid. And they're a very, very athletic, um, physical, big team full of tough guys. I know they've got some players, that are, you know, they're knocking on a bit in there, but they look like they've got, you know, enough in the tank for one last job. I mean, they might need to use up all of the energy that's left over on the remaining years in their contracts mm. in that one night. But if it, I think if, if, if they're going to stop Man City, they're going to have to make it into some sort of really, really, you know, just uh, attritious sort of horrible <laughs> Mourinho-esque, like, just fight in the mm. gutter. Bring him back. Bring him back. For one game. Or just like, just have him there in the dugout with no explanation. Just doing knee slides up and down. <laughs> up and down he goes. <laughs> Imagine Pep's face if he saw, if he walked down and saw Mourinho just stood there in the dugout. And Mourinho just waves to him like Pennywise yeah. from It. He would do, he would do, he would do. do you remember when Steven Gerrard <laughs> was in the uh, was in the uh, dressing room at um, at Rangers and he saw a picture of the Queen and he did a double take? <laughs> it would be it would be like that. He'd be like, I'm not looking at him. Uh, yeah. Why is he there? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> Delicious. Well, if they do go on to win a treble, or they are sort of looking to go on to win a treble by the time it gets to the Champions League final, um, it's not a quadruple, is it? So. Inter could, you know, do a lot worse than bringing the manager that mm. stopped them from winning a treble into that dug dugout. And do you know who that is? Nathan Jones. It's Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones. <laughs> and this was pointed out by Duncan Alexander, Oily Sailor, who was an excellent follower on Twitter. And I was like, yeah, of course, that's right, isn't it? Nathan Jones might be the man who stopped the first ever quadruple. I think that's uh, a lovely... Uh, time to end our Champions League chat because there were other football matches taking place. Coventry have made it into the playoff final. Real shame for uh, Borough, uh, but over the two legs, um, I, I watched the first uh, leg and it was probably a, a fair result all told. Borough bereft of many ideas uh, in the final third. But Jim, Vish, Coventry might make it back if they beat Luton. <laughs> Coventry or Luton. Yeah. Either way, it's brilliant. Are we going to see legendary players like Peter Undlove 
interviewed. <laughs> Are we going to say, I'm trying to think of other Coventry players. Um, who was that American man? Gary, Gary McAllister, McAllister there was, was there, there for a bit, a bit he, he was. Corby Jones, Darren Huckerby. Will we see these people getting more work because Coventry are back in the Premier League? I'm sorry no. to Luton fans. No, we won't. No, we, assume, won't. Yeah. Be, he, we won't because it'll be Robbie Keane. It will be Robbie Keane. It, it will, will be, Robbie, be Keane. Robbie Keane. Of course yeah. it will. Uh, Richard Keyes will be delighted. Uh, they face Luton at Wembley at uh, Coventry. I, I could see them doing it from fifth. That's always a delicious, horrible uh, bit of work when a team from f- from five yeah. positions down managed to go up. It's absolutely <laughs> foul, Jim, isn't it? It's no, foul. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. That's why the it's system's foul. so great. It's foul. Absolutely foul. It's hor- horrible. Those foul, foul. foul. And, and, and as, a, as a Newcastle fan, like watching what has happened to that fucking club over the years has been dreadful. And then to compound it, having their stadium owned by Mike fucking Ashley. I mean, they deserve it, surely, don't they? They really do. <laughs> Mike Ashley and Richard Keyes being associated with them is just cruel, <laughs> it isn't really it? It really is. Absolutely cruel. I would go as far as to say it's the worst thing that's ever happened to Coventry. But it'd be great sort of seeing, you know, if, if Leeds can stay up, if Forrest can stay up, if Coventry can stay up, this is proper 90 stuff. This is, I'm, oh, I'm getting the Lynx Africa out. Beautiful. A lot's been said about Luton Stadium as well because it's you know has a capacity of just over. We 10, saw that 000, before, didn't we? To basically, like run through a front <laughs> garden to to get into it, and like there are there are genuinely there are stairs that go above people's gardens yeah. to get into the ground and stuff. And a lot of people are like, oh, that's a stupid stadium, that's not a Premier League stadium, it's a disgrace. They're like, no, yeah. that is fantastic. That's brilliant. Apparently, they're going to have to spend about ten million quid to get it up to standard. But like, don't, don't worry about it. I'll do it quick, haven't they, Vish? The Luton Stadium chat is getting to the stage where, by the time they, you know, well, the time we get to next season, where wherever it may be, whether it's still in the Championship or in the Premier League, the you know the conversation will be, yeah, Luton Stadium. Uh, the key is under the doormat, and when you lock it, you've got to jimmy the handle up so so that it goes uh, so that you can actually get in. But it's remarkable. Both those sides, Coventry and Luton, were in League Two in 2018. They both got promoted from League yeah. Two at the end of the 2018 season. It is astonishing, really. Given like what we were talking about with Man City, what we were talking about with Newcastle, what potentially might happen to a club like Manchester United, those are the clubs that. I don't know. Maybe it's being a bit too twee and a bit um, be confected, but it feels like you know those are the clubs that that they're getting to the Premier League is like remarkable and and like a reminder mm. of like oh you know that that's still mm. even in the Premier League there's even still in the some nice world, stories that still in there. happens yeah sometimes yeah. yeah you just have to go a bit further down the pyramid for your romance yeah <laughs> yeah you've you've got to go down to come back up uh, what we need is one of those kind of um, French. Uh, league um, cup competitions that just involve everyone um, but like the FA Cup but worse <laughs> 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 to bring everyone up with us anyway um, it has been an incredible night of Champions League football uh, apologies to any Man City fans who felt that we didn't give them uh, a fair shake but um, look fuck it you're in the final who cares a fair shake what a choice <laughs> yes, of words good stuff I even I didn't even notice that, Jim. Thank you. Uh, do join us later today for On the Continent, where Dotton and Andy are joined by Miguel uh, Delaney. 
to look back at uh, both semi-finals. Miguel was actually at all of the matches, the lucky bugger, uh, and I think Andy was at, uh, at tonight's one, uh, and discuss uh, Barcelona's La Liga title win and where it leaves them for the summer with a certain Lionel Messi. Juicy, juicy stuff. Uh, do um, follow us on uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram and YouTube at Football Ramble and remember to subscribe on your podcast app. The video of me in uh, Jack Grealish's horrendous uh, metaverse uh, will be linked on the Twitter, so check it out now. Uh, we'll be back later with On The Continent. As I've already said, uh, Vish, it only remains for you to say goodnight. Good night. Or good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Jim, say goodbye, mate. Good morning. Good morning. You're looking lovely. <laughs> Bye. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.